0: Guys, that'll rally pass the That's what we've been running for. Unbelievable timing on this. and it's the Tigers straight away, guys. Elliot! Oh! What a start! Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the Insight NBL show here on a Monday um, on Insight Podcast Network. This is our weekly review show. As always, we're brought here today by the Standard Squeeze, Ryan from Astute Newstead and Bonus Bank. Um, I'm the Supercoach Matrix. I'm here with my co-host Hammer. Mate, how was your weekend?
0: It was good. Huge round of basketball and some pretty phenomenal results for the Insight crew, yeah?
1: Yeah, I actually just really enjoyed NBL basketball. Just being being back, it was good in the afternoon. I actually had some uh, had some decisions to make between the NBA and the NBL on a um, on a Saturday and Sunday afternoon. It was good.
0: Yeah, I, I remember texting you Sunday. I'm like, "Are you seeing this Cairns Taipans game?" And you're like, "Man, my Grizzlies." I'm like, "Your Grizzlies." Hit <laughs> on this game. i going off. I'm just watching <laughs> Bryce Cotton's old team, man. <laughs> <laughs> He can't even call that
1: his old team. It was what, what? Was it four minutes? Yeah, it was good. It was fucking good. Four minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> made on today's show. Uh, we're going to have reviews of all the games. We're going to go through our squeeze of the week just to see who wins their uh, their four in one or their or their squeeze pack this week. We've got some pretty high rollers up there in our own comps. Um, we're going to go through our own teams. Um, we're gonna do a little sneak preview on the trades, and we're gonna answer all your questions along the way, Uh, mate. Tell us how your team went last week, man. I thought I had a pretty good round until I saw the overall
0: leaders and and realized it was pretty average. I, I pulled out a four seventeen and ran into a few of the problems a lot of guys had with with the Bannon getting ruled out of game two and and a few iffy calls that probably could have gone the other way, but. Overall not too bad. It survived another round, still in the top five percent. What about you, man? You you clocked me this week.
1: Yeah, very similar. Just sort of got four twenty-six. Uh moved about eighty-eight spots down. Um still into about nine hundred and fiftieth. Um look, Global in the chat has just thrown up. Fucking Bannon crew balled me hard, uh you balled him hard. Look, it did something similar along to me. Um yeah, just Just struggled a bit from there. Was feeling pretty good about my captaining of Lamb, uh, sort of bringing McCall in. Um, I'd actually faded Miller, and he really struggled that first game. So I was feeling pretty good about that until his phenomenal game two. Um, Look, Yeah, look, I, I had an all right round look when you don't move too many spots and you're still in the top 1000 you've got to call the week a success but yeah like sort of brought in willie magne and you know i'd usually be so happy with a milton doyle on your bench doing 36 but when bryce cotton goes and does 60 odd um yeah just sort of didn't make me feel too good about it yeah that, that was hard
0: man i i got rid of cotton this week too and to see him go off like that it's it's like when you break up with a girl and then she has that massive glow up you know she's hitting the gym she's She's feeling, it and you look at her down the street a little while later. You're like, "Damn, that that was Bryce Cotton this week."
1: Yeah, you just have a look, and like she used to play for the Memphis Grizzlies for <laughs> four wondrous minutes. I tell you what, four minutes is all I need. Um, <laughs> That's eight, eight rounds, to... isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, This is the last week you can get into our league. Uh, Our league code is 680481, and we give away the Squeeze of the Week packs. First, I'm going to have a bit of a chat about Dave from Do It For Jack. Um, We donated $84 here at Insight Crew for everybody who logged in uh, last week. He's actually moved from second overall to first overall. So shout out to Dave. Um, Very active on... um, on Twitter if you'd like to reach him out. We retweeted him last week, so follow us us along. Follow Dave. Follow Dave's NBL journey because, yeah, those couple in first and second overall are streets in front of everybody else, and it seems like it's his comp to lose at this stage.
0: That's it, man. Like, (laughs) wouldn't it be amazing to be in that position? I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I've seen some of the guys in our Discord chat just get nervous being up the top all alone, but, you know... It's, it's lonely at the top, isn't it? I wouldn't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither. I'm pretty pretty cozy down there near a thousand with you, mate. Um, but look, Dave is a regular listener to our show. So even if we don't always do what we say, um, look, we're just going to give you all the tools for success here. Um, yeah, I know I know. I got a message after our schedule show. So make sure you, uh, you pop back and have a look at our schedule show. That's probably the one show that stays relevant over the um, – over the course of the second half of the season. Um all our yeah. other ones are so, sort of irrelevant, you know. We're doing a review show for the game t- for the week just gone. Um but that one's one that you can you can duck back and have a listen to. Um but the but the guy that takes the chocolates in our league is uh Jack from Walhalla Wolves, 456 points and second overall for the week.
0: That is a massive score. Yeah, look some of these teams, I don't know how they've managed to put them together because they are some impeccable squads. So congratulations and enjoy your standard squeeze pack.
1: Yeah, four in one or standard squeeze pack on his way. Um, you know what? Oh, I think with 456, it was pretty unlucky not to get the thousand bucks from, uh, from Supercoach and the Daily Telegraph, I reckon. Yeah, man. So close, but so far. Sorry, five fifty-six. Okay, a flying toilet's yeah, yeah. correcting me. Not the uh, not the not the first time there either. Um, look, we've we've been through our, and I'm starring the questions in the chat. Get them through. We know we have question block. We're probably going to stop along the way um, to answer your questions as we go through the previews. Um, if you'd like to support the show, hit subscribe and like on YouTube. Um, but should we just start popping into the games, man? Yeah,
0: let's start Thursday night.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Um, What have we got on Thursday night? She's still loading up. New Zealand breakers and Adelaide 36ers. Um, Parker Jackson Cartwright and Anthony Lamb blew up.
0: Yeah, they're probably the two relevant ones and and probably some of us tragic still holding on to Mango Mathiang. They're probably the only ones that we would have held. But one of the surprising ones, a lot of the top teams took a punt on Jacob Wiley. Now, you know what's something that I didn't realize, and I've just counted him all season long. You know he's center eligible. Yeah. And you didn't think to tell me, man. He's the was, upgrade I've been looking for on Wardenberg,
1: man. I was talking about Jacob Wiley all last week, and you were like, "No, nah, man, he sucks." You were you were calling me yeah. from the payphone, telling me Jacob Wiley sucks. sucks. Man, he
0: sucks. Wardenberg is like a whole different kind of suck. Man, he. We'll, we'll get to Wardenberg later on, but man, there is some alarm bells ringing there. Um, this game, though, some of the more relevant captain options. Some guys had PJC, some had Anthony Lamb. I was, I was crowing about after picking Anthony Lamb. I, I had uh, mm. Miller all week as my captain, changed you know at the eleventh hour, and and took Lamb. And after this night, I was feeling pretty happy with myself.
1: Yeah, look, I was feeling pretty good, and having Parker Jackson Cartwright in my team um, actually felt pretty good for my ego after after you know chatting up Wiley. A few uh, a few blokes in the chat, uh, Hamo from Astute Newstead was in the chat. He had Parker Jackson Cartwright, Lamb, and Wiley. Just like, hey man, check out this score to start. Um, Captain yeah. Lamb had Parker Jackson Cartwright, had Wiley, had the three top scorers in the game, and was just feeling on fire. Um, look, I was feeling pretty good after my Thursday night.
0: Yeah. I was just about to spend the thousand bucks from SuperCoach super coach at that point. But <laughs> yeah, this was a, this was a, a round for the first time in a while where you've had some legitimate studs all throughout your starting lineup. Like I had yeah. Miller, Jackson Cartwright at guard. I had lamb up in that forward spot. I, I was. It was the round where good things were going to happen, but there was some, uh, some concerns as always. Matthew Yang, just proving that he's a spud. Uh, <laughs> the big one on the bench, though, we flagged this a couple of weeks ago. I don't think anyone's really brought him in schedule-wise, was Leafa. He popped up yeah. for 29 supercoach points, and he actually hit 7 of 11 threes for the game. The guy was cooking.
1: Yeah, and there's only 500 people out there that have him. He's only 2% owned. Um, he now has a break-even of zero, but... Now is sort of the point in the season where we start to look away from New Zealand, isn't it?
0: It's got to be. Uh, you know, if you go back to our uh, midway season with our schedule in there, there's probably about one or two doubles that I have got in front of me, but I, I think you're going to have to start to move on maybe after this week coming. There's only two teams on the double this week. But after that, yeah. I'm going to be looking to move on. Anthony Lamb, PJC. They both have very low break-evens. So they're probably going to make a little more cash again this week. And if you move on the two of them, you're probably freeing up close to 800K.
1: And you can get whatever you want with that. Um, my opinion is New Zealand don't really become relevant again until about round 17, where they go two one two two to finish the season. Uh, we now yeah. know who we're making sure we have enough money for when we, when we sort of get to that point in the season, I think.
0: Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see when uh Cheatham comes back post Christmas how that affects the mix. Is New Zealand in the playoff hunt or is the season over? Are they gonna start, you know, blooding some of their, their younger guys? You know, it's probably a good little patch in the season to wait and see with them and maybe pick up these guys at a little bit of a discount later on.
1: Yeah, it sounds good. Let's have a look at Oh, I suppose the name on every the team on everybody's uh, list has been the Cairns Taipans. Mm-hmm. Um, they fell to the Bullets on Friday night. Um, Taj McCall forty-one. I was feeling fantastic about Patty Miller's twenty-one. Look, I was feeling okay about nineteen from Wardenberg. That's sort of what I've come to expect from him. Uh, mm. Taron sixteen in the start. We'll find out why that's a bit more relevant. As I mention it now, 11 from Clintman didn't save us from the depths of losing a heap of cash for those who kept him. And 16 from Bannon. Um, Chris Smith top scored. Um, And, yeah, look, he scores points. Um, Just none of those. Like when we chat about a Milton Doyle and he does those assists and and rebounds and everything, Chris Smith doesn't do that. No. He's more akin to your, your Chris
0: Goulding, one of those guys who, if he doesn't score 30, he doesn't hit the stat sheet for supercoach. But a few talking points out of this game. Wardenberg had 19, and I thought to myself, look, I'll take it. Still not overly happy, but he had 11 at quarter time. He started that game, hit some shots, had some rebounds, and I thought, okay, he's going to get 30. Maybe he's, you know, got rid of the, you know, his powers are back after the Monsters stole it, and, um, He's going to go, but he just didn't go on with it. Like, after that first quarter, he was irrelevant again. Uh, what I did see, though, was that last quarter, they inserted Josh Roberts into that lineup, and just the energy. Like, I think he played, what, eight minutes, two points, two rebounds, a steal, two blocks. You know, that's that energy guy. The blocks, the steals, they're the, the high-scoring categories. And, you know, that, that was, as we all know, the start of things to
1: come. Yeah, and look, it's pretty good. Josh Roberts sort of did what I was hoping that Bobby Clintman would provide for them. Mm. Yeah, and here's another one. Like, Clintman in that that first
0: game, he had six points, two rebounds, for 11 super coach points. He's really... I'm looking to fade him. I don't know what it is. If he's lost his role, he's lost his minutes, a a guy's coming back, and I, I think you know with the emergence of Roberts we'll probably talk about later and them having a full bill of health maybe he's, he's running his course he's definitely not making cash anymore
1: with all those injuries i get the feeling that he sort of got a role but now his role is kind of like Rocco Zakarski in that mm. really exciting when you're watching your nbl highlights because when he scores it's phenomenal when he dunks it's mm. athletic and aggressive but yeah, it's just not there, is it? I don't know, man. Like, I
0: still like him. When he's out there, he, he does go missing at times, but there are some patches where he's good. And it reminds me a lot of the SAR situation in Perth. It's like, you know, if you're going to bring him out here, play the guy. And if he played 25 minutes a game and he knew he was going to play 25 minutes a game, I'd say the production would be a lot different. But, um, I mean, we'll talk about the starting lineup of the second game when we get to it. But I don't know if I'm trusting, you know, the minute
1: spread with. With cans right now, there's some funky stuff going on, mate. It's hard to trade out, trade them out with their schedule. But I tell you what, there's some guys that uh, I'd love to get the six shooter out on. But it's also like, you don't trade them now. You're going
0: to trade them for hundred grand less in a couple of weeks. You're in a, you're yeah, in a spot, roughly, man. You got some boosts left. I've, I've wasted mine. You could, you could actually. I've only got damage. one left. I boosted you for boosted Magne it? last week. Yeah, oh. you know, I, I boosted a on um I had Taj McCall all week and last minute bought him Magne instead of Taj and uh Well, who's laughing now? Not me.
1: I boosted Old Yep. Um to Magne and it cost me three points. <laughs> Oh, Rich hasn't scored 20 points for the last six rounds combined. I trade him out and he gets 20. He heard me call him fucking Pidgeotto, mate. Man, that's the glow up I was talking about. You break up with a bloke, he's going—he's glowed up on you. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I've never broke up with a bloke. But let's move on to (laughs) Perth Wildcats versus Sydney. Not one with a bowl Um, cut anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, Perth looked phenomenal. Cotton looked. Cotton and Pinder, like, with 115 points, there are a lot of points to go around. But Cotton yeah. with 66 super Coach points. Pinder with 43. They didn't play a lot of defense, and the other guys looked at him as well. But, yeah. mate, like, this Cotton, was, is that the high score of the year? It's got to be, for sure. It was an
0: absolute onslaught. This guy was, he was good. 9 of 14, too efficient. Uh, only 3 of 13 from the three, but... Uh look, man, forty-one points, five rebounds, seven assists, two steals. He's he's done a bit of everything, but what stands out is the forty minutes of court time. He didn't come off once.
1: And they were playing the defending champs, so they yeah. kind of needed him out there. But I suppose when they they really shortened the rotation. I have a look at this yeah. and eight people played, so
0: Yeah, they only went eight deep and look at some of the minutes. Cotton forty minutes didn't come off. Doolittle 37 minutes, 44 seconds. He put up 26 Supercoach points. Uh Pinder played 25. Like it's if you're looking at Supercoach team, that's what you want. You want guys where you know they're gonna get minutes and opportunity. It's just her schedule is just absolute pass for the next five or six weeks.
1: Tell you what, if I mean we've all generated enough cash to to get in some really good guys on the double. But if you're looking at somebody that plays... Yeah, I know. I was laughing at Luke's comment. Um, Luke, Luke's just mentioning you're not a man until you've had a man. Uh, but speaking of men, Bryce Cotton... Um, if Would you've you? got two guys that are, Yeah. No. I don't Those know. four minutes in Memphis could have been something special, man. Um, I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, I I think um don't don't sing on the podcast. I had a uh, Forever Young song that went uh, viral during the NRL SuperCoach season. Um, <laughs> Good to know. I'll uh you'll have to look that one up on TikTok. But yeah, look if you've got blokes that are going to play twenty minutes, why not just look at a Bryce Cotton that's going to play forty? Um, yeah, I think guards have got too much. Like I'd rather play a Jalen Adams on a double than a um, yeah. than a Bryce Cotton on a single, but. Like,
0: we're getting excited over 66, and we should be. But you got to remember, like, that's if you've got to go on a double, that's 33 each game, which you can probably count on week in, week out from some of these other star guards. star guards, star, star Other stars with star a better schedule. Star guards with yeah. a better schedule, yeah. But the last these... thing from Perk, man. Uh, go on. Star. I've been talking to you a bit lately about when we've been talking about Magne, about points per minute guys. Guys who just come out and, like, a microwave and put it up. So I only played for 16 minutes, had 15 points, five rebounds, a couple of steals for 28 super coach points. Like, Magne's another one that, and we'll talk about that when that game comes up, but uh he can put on a hell of a lot of points in a short amount of time.
1: Yeah, well, both are destined for the NBA, hammer. so. <laughs> you reckon? So's Ulbricht. <laughs> over to be a starter in the nbl one day i reckon but Man, um if on. you look
0: me up on OzBasket, Oz you'll see me undrafted 2008
1: it doesn't take that much to <laughs> not get drafted <laughs> um let's have a look at the sydney kings because um look kings they're going to become relevant next week. Um, and yeah. DJ Hoag scored 40. Jalen Adams scored 36. Jonah Bolden. I last minute swapped Jonah Bolden to Denzel Valentine and it fucking hurt. It's got to hurt. Um, yeah, cost cost me about 16 points. And then Tui and Valentine with 20 and 18. Um, look, Bolden, Adams, Hogue, all options yeah. next week. Yeah, there's a couple that stand out for me, and that's it. Adams,
0: Ho, Bolden, uh, Ho. He put on the forty super coach points, only thirty-one minutes of court time, but that's that's pretty standard. But what what I like about it: twenty points, six rebounds, four assists, two blocks. There is nothing spectacular about that stat line that really jumps out of me. What it's saying is, I can do that every week and get forty super coach points. Now, that that just seems like a regular stat line for him, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and I think he just continue to do that. You you have to pay a premium for him, though. He's 2% owned. His break-even hasn't really dropped down. He's got a 52 break-even, admittedly walking into a double next week. Uh, But I think you're going to get value for what you pay. Like I think you're just going to get what you pay for. And and over the next three weeks, he's probably
0: got one of the better schedules. Uh, Jalen Adams, though, 21 points. Six rebounds, eight assists, and a steal, 36 Supercoach points. Um, there were the five turnovers. So, without those, he's, he's nearing 50.
1: He, he's always I going to be thereabouts, isn't he? I think he's always going to get some turnovers, but maybe not five every week. Maybe pencil yeah. him down for three. Yeah, but the big
0: one, and you can probably talk to this, because you've given him a lot of consideration, is Bolden.
1: Yeah, look, Bolden was phenomenal. You read out his stat line because I've got the Supercoach screen up in front of me.
0: Yeah. Look, he only played the 22-odd minutes, came off the bench, 28 actual points, five rebounds, one block. So 34 Supercoach points. Um, Look, 28 of those were from actual points. Is that a concern for you?
1: Yeah, so what concerns me is, one, he was coming off the bench. If he come out and he wasn't shooting hot, would Jordan Hunter get an extra five minutes and he lose an extra five minutes? It probably would have been pretty devastating for me to get a 15 minute Jonah Bolden that misses his first four shots. And then we're talking about eight super coach points or something along those lines for Bolden. That's what Mm. concerns me.
0: Yeah. Look, I actually didn't see this game. The toilets in the chat talking about his halftime interview.
1: What's this about? I'm gonna have to look her up. I can't wait to bring it up on the uh on next week's show. That's pretty this this game being in Perth was pretty late for us Queenslanders. Yeah. This is probably the one I missed this week.
0: Yeah, I woke up to my phone blowing up about cotton. So um I've seen a few of the highlights, but that's it. Hey, uh, Denzel Galloway, Valentine. Galloway came back.
1: Yeah. He did come back. It didn't take away from Hogue. Like, Galloway had a fantastic role when Hoag wasn't there. Um, yeah, it didn't take away from Hogue. if that was a concern for you.
0: Yeah. What what I do, just look at the box score, I'm seeing, like, what I am what I would picture normality to be like as far as the minute spread. Like, I think yep. this is what we'll see, or, or pretty close to. Like like you said, give or take a few minutes between Hunter and Bolden. But I think this is about... What you'd expect. So, with the Kings coming in, definitely Jalen Adams, definitely DJ Hogue, possibly Bolden. There's a few
1: options to look at. Would you look at Valentine at all? Tell us, tell us, tell us how he went because he's in my team. 14 yeah. percent of t- teams already have him.
0: Yeah, he had 13 points, 13 points, nine rebounds. Uh, just missed out on that double double. He had about 18 uh, Super Coach points. To me, he's not unless it comes down to a money thing. If you compare a guard forward eligible guy, similar role, Taj McCall, right? That that's probably your direct competitor there. And if you've got the cash, I'll be paying up with the better schedule over longer and, and the form. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky. To have both. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, What what's Valentine worth now? two ninety. So he's 70K yeah. cheaper than Taj McCall. Yeah. So
0: he's an option. And look, over three weeks, he only plays one less game than Taj. So if you're going to spend that extra 100K elsewhere, it's, it's a look. I don't know if I'll be doing it. I've You know, I've been burnt once. I'm not going back for a second.
1: Yeah, I went back for sloppy seconds. And I tell you what, after the first round, I'm regretting it. Got bad aftertaste in my mouth. Yeah, I could imagine.
0: It's a pretty poor second
1: valentine's day mate let's have a chat about uh J- look is jalen adams a one week thing with his schedule um you mentioned you know against like patty miller he's going to play one less game um
0: i don't look, think that's X, really question. good
1: question yeah i don't think it's a question when you're
0: you're not going to take patty miller out for it. what you're going to be doing yep. is possibly fading a pjc or yep if you've got a bench guard, um, you know, someone like yourself who's held a Milton Doyle, you know, that's the one. You're not going to touch Paddy Miller. Um, but, yeah, Adams is probably your best guard option over the next three weeks outside of Paddy Miller, and that's assuming you're playing maybe Taj McCall at, at Ford.
1: Because does Patty Miller – Patty Miller's just got a – Patty Miller. Sorry, Tasmania just have a single coming into next week, hey, and then they've got a couple doubles after that. Yeah,
0: single, double, double from memory.
1: Yeah, let let's pop back and look at um, Lamb. I had some on the Barbie today. Um, Anthony had thirty three, PJC with thirty one, which rounded out a really good week. um, If you captain them or if you just had them in your side, Aliyafa finished on fifty four amongst fifty two amongst his two games. Sorry. I was doing some quick math there. It wasn't real good. Um, and Rube Stavicious, uh got 17. They got pumped by Southeast Melbourne, and Alan Williams showed why he's, why he's the, I, dare I say, the best center in the league. Joe Luala chills there too. Man, he, he's someone else. And, and I've said this for a long time. He's
0: possibly the best super coach slash fantasy player we've had over the last two seasons. The only issue we've had with Sauce is his ability to stay on the floor. Foul trouble has plagued him since he got in, in the league, but this week he stepped up a near triple-double. He had the 10 points. He had to work for him a bit. He was 5 of 17 from the field, which is... This is not an unusual stat line for him. He's not the most efficient shooter, but the 10 points, 14 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals for a grand total of 47
1: super Coach points. Tell me what you didn't like. I didn't like anything. I liked it all. I like sauce. Good. Give me the sauce. Give me the hot sauce. <laughs> so, now we've
0: talked about sauce. They do have a couple of doubles coming up shortly. Not this week. Seen a few comments in the chat. Centre has been so weak. Sauce would have outdone both Wardenberg and Mango and Magne put together.
1: What? I like about bringing in – yeah, true. What I like about bringing in Southeast Melbourne players is this coming week, and we're going to delve into it more on Wednesday, there's only Sydney and Cairns that have doubles. So Mm -hmm. unless you're going Sydney or Cairns players, most teams are on a single. Yeah, That's probably why I'm holding Doyle through this week, uh, through his two doubles. Southeast Melbourne have the same schedule. You know, it's okay to be on a single this week because everybody's yep. on a single. And then you can hold him through his two doubles. It makes sense to get source. Yep.
0: Yeah, it, it's a good point too, because even though a lot of guys are holding cans and they're on doubles, not all of them are starter quality, right? Like you could easily justify it taking a sauce over a Wardenburg. You know, you yeah. could you could easily justify, you know, if you're still holding Mango, taking anyone over him. And look, yeah. I'm going to hold Lamb and I'm going to hold PJC for one more week because those guys are playable on a single, you know, rather than the alternative of maybe a, an Armstrong coming off my bench to, to try and do a double. But, yeah, this is the week if you've got those big guys with better schedules coming up, you can play them on a single.
1: No, sounds good. Um, Do you think a Gary – look, Mitch Creek got 44 as well. Uh, We really like that. Do you think it would only really be Creek or Williams from these guys, do you think, at the moment, with the way that Gary Brown and Cummings have been probably a little bit mid in the last couple of weeks? And just the competition. Who are you going to start Gary Brown over? It's not going to be Patty Miller. Um, We
0: saw Cummings move to the bench. And we've seen Moller out for the season now. He's torn his patella in his knee. So a little bit of movement within um, southeast Melbourne. Uh, what else was there to look at? Possibly uh, Matt Kenyon starting. He had 11 points, nine rebounds. Shout out to our man the Flying Toilet for uh, you know getting something half right again.
1: This is Kenyon time in the chat. And there is heaps of really good questions here. And I do want to let you know that I am starring them along the way. We will answer every question that comes along, um, including these great ones asking if I'm a father. So, um, yeah, look, stay tuned for that one later. Um, the If I get this right, the Adelaide 36ers scored the worst score in – how many years? It was a. It was their worst score. It was ninety four to fifty nine, and um, I've had B grade teams that have scored this many.
0: Oh, they were abysmal. It was such an absolute thrashing, and it was at the hand of my mighty Jack Jumpers. How good was that? And, and Look, yeah, they're, they're getting looked after at the schedule. Oh, exactly. That whinging about the schedule. Man, that was embarrassing.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, you know what? If you if you're gonna complain about the schedule, just make sure you put one away. It probably there's no. It's not further. They had to play in New Zealand and Tasmania this week. Is that what he was complaining about? The guy flew in yeah. from America. Yeah, surely there's worse road trips. What about Cairns to Perth, New Zealand,
0: or Perth to anywhere like? These are excuses and and I get the feeling that perhaps CJ is seeing the writing on the wall and he's trying to find anywhere to lay blame but himself for the fact he's not going to get his contract renewed next season.
1: Yeah, look, it's probably going to happen. And when your lead scorer is a man called Alex Starling, uh, you're probably in trouble.
0: Yeah, that's, um, that's very surprising. Probably the only relevance out of this game then was while he had a bit of a an okay game, he had another uh, let me have a look here. Do you he have a double double in this one? Uh, fourteen and six he had for twenty eight super coach points. You know, he had a good weekend for the guys that held him. He was reasonably cheap and
1: thanks for not telling me that he's center eligible also. Uh, Tasmania though, You're there were some
0: good scores here.
1: Yeah. Doyle and Crawford have been good all year. Lee, I think that you can probably expect 22 from Lee. Um, as an owner of Jack McVay, I don't think he's ever scored more than 18 for me. So um, he only scores well for everybody else. And, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I, I was Go getting on. a little bit upset with this one, with, with Magne being a Magne owner. I, I knew he had a very what is it, negative six or negative 18 break even. But up until halftime, he played like three minutes. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? They're playing Fabian Krizlovic more. But then, like we said before, yeah. points per minute, he came in and went bang in the second. And he, he played, uh, what did he play? 13 minutes overall and 17 supercoach points. He's, he's better than a point a minute when he's
1: in there. I wonder if he is a little banged up. And this one went on ice pretty quickly. And they're just okay with, with sitting him, just riding it out. 17 points in 13 minutes, fantastic. Breakeven of negative 18 has now gone to a break even of negative six. Uh, He's got a couple doubles and stuff coming up. If he can play sort of 18 minutes in the next game, I can see his break-even coming down even further, heading into these doubles where you can start him and he can score us bulk points. I'm really hoping that's what happens.
0: Yeah. Look, I still won't be starting him, I don't think. Um, Source has pretty much the same schedule, so that's going to be my centre unless you move Magnator forward. But uh, I get the feeling, though, maybe they're working him into it. Like, is there a point somewhere down the line where Magne becomes the... Even if he doesn't start, is he going to be your your guy playing the more minutes?
1: I could see him playing more minutes, but I think Lee is a better fit beside um, your guards from when I was watching it.
0: Yeah, and and we talked about it last week with True Brain, our little cricket analogy. I I do like him against the second unit. You know, He he comes in after the new ball's been knocked in and, and gets his chance with the... You know, with a, a second unit and tonk him around.
1: Yeah, look Glenn Maxwell call him. <laughs> call him whatever he wants as long as he keeps putting up numbers. <laughs> Mate, have you seen his haircut at the moment? It's um I do comment on people's hair a little bit, but it's phenomenal.
0: Yeah, it's I don't know what you call it though. What you got a name for that thing?
1: Uh Jufro. Let's go with the Jufro, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um look that. uh what's that? Yeah, exactly. Um let's look at Cairns type ends versus Melbourne, and this game surprised me. Yeah, this was unexpected. They like Patty Miller put the team on his back. Taj McCall was great, even late. Um tell us what happened with the starting lineup though at Cairns.
0: That was Completely unexpected. It took me by surprise. I, I text you, and this is where you had your little spat about watching in Memphis. And I said, Man, do we, do the right thing here and turn the game on. Um, Jonah Antonio, quick six, started the little flamethrower, and there was no Wardenberg in the starting lineup. They replaced him with Josh Roberts. And didn't that work out an absolute treat? Anyone who's not a Wurdenberg, trust it. Do you
1: trust trust it? Like, do you think? Do you now? Like, it. Josh Roberts is going to start next week, right? I don't think you can't not start him. Although there was an
0: article today with Adam Ford saying, "Look, it's a good game, but don't get ahead of yourself." But man, that's the best they've looked all year. It was watching Patty Miller operate with Josh Roberts there. It was reminiscent of Cairns when they had Scotty Machado and Cam Oliver. And that's what Paddy Miller's been missing. Wardenberg just picks and pops and misses every three he's taken this season. He's, he's lost it after last year. Roberts gives him a target under the rim. He's getting easy buckets, which is getting Miller assists. I think Roberts was like 10 of 11 from the, from the field. He What did he finish with? He had like 24 points. Uh, here? 22 points, five rebounds and assists, three blocks. And he really, he did better than hold his
1: own against JLA. He, he shut JLA down, essentially. Do you, like, Bobby Clinton to Josh Roberts screams something I could do, like Wardenberg to Josh Roberts. I'm not losing those doubles. I might be able to Josh hold Banner? on to a lamb. What was that? Josh Bannon to, to Josh Roberts? Yeah. I, I'm not sure I'm ready to let go of the dream yet. I think I am, man. This concussion stuff drags on. And it was weird
0: because I had, for mine, what I saw, he, he copped a little knock on the chin, split him a bit. I, I didn't see the concussion. I was annoyed when he didn't play that second game. But, um, yeah, has has Bannon run his course? Are we going to get more than 250K? And does the schedule allow us to – because the good thing about Bannon was he was, A, a cash cow, but he was also playable on a double. He's not playable He's not on a single. Eagle. I think Roberts, the schedule's there, the points are there, and the cash is there. He went from ninety-four k to one hundred and twenty-one k, something like that, overnight. Like, and he's got a negative break-even now.
1: Man, I tell you what, I am really going to need to boost to get all these cans players out. If I do that, I would have one, two, three, four, five, six cans players.
0: Mm. But I think I don't think you need to wait until the very last week to get rid of them. Like, if you can bring in a yeah. source. You can say, see you later to Wardenberg. You know, he's done. You're down to five. Like, who else you got? Karen Armstrong can sit there forever. Miller's still making your money. He's. You could hold him on a single once this runs over. Uh, I don't have well, Miller. I... What? I don't have Patty Miller. What's wrong with you?
1: <laughs> I don't... Hold on. Yeah, I don't. So, I don't have Patty Miller. Last week, I traded in um, McCall and Valentine.
0: Wow. That's wrong on so many levels. Yeah. And I Valentine beat you. Valentine over Miller. And, and I boosted. beat you. And I beat yeah, you. Yeah. Just, just think about it. You could have had your $1,000 bloody voucher if you had of, um, put Miller in there. <laughs>
1: There's Boogie X calling me a moron in the in the comments. I'm gonna fix the Patty Miller thing this week. You you can't afford him now. You don't deserve Patty Miller now. You don't deserve him. I I reckon I could get his big cannons in my team.
0: (laughs) Well, you don't know a bloke until you had a bloke, apparently, so you go your hardest.
1: Um Looking at Melbourne United, even though they're not super coach relevant, Delhi with thirty-one, Joe Lualachua with thirty, Travis was one of the most traded in last week with twenty-nine. Um, Chris Goulding with twenty-five. Not much really here we need to um, no. yeah, we need to wrap on here.
0: Probably the only thing you'd be looking at is that there is a double with JLA coming up shortly. Maybe that score helps him drop a little cash, but other than that, Melbourne are done for us.
1: Melbourne are done for us. And let's have a look at the Brisbane Bullets, which was a bit of a fall from grace. They looked really good against ta- Cairns, who have proved to be a good Cairns outfit. And then they play Illawarra like this. Man,
0: Illawarra just, they drag you down in the reeds and you play in the mud at their level. It's its ugly. It's uninspiring. It is exactly what Illawarra basketball is. And I didn't watch this game after about quarter time. I I love my little Sunday afternoons watching the game, but it seems to always be a
1: Illawarra. And you just end the weekend with a bad taste in your mouth, don't you? Well, the taste in my mouth was Bailey's salted caramel because the missus was putting the Christmas tree up during this one. What a good girl. Yeah, but Lockie Ulbrich scores his best score for me. Hold on, wait a minute. I boosted to get rid of him because I said... Quote, unquote, playing somebody on a single is... Playing Lucky Olbridge is like playing I uh, did-not-play-coach's-decision. That's what you would have expected, but hey, this is the glow-up.
0: <laughs> this, this is, is the glow-up. Up. Lucky Olbridge went and got his revenge body,
1: and he showed you what's up. Yeah, look... Oh. I just can't wait to add Willie Magne in NBA fantasy next year. Um, I am going to answer this one in the comments. Who's worse, Matrix, the Dragons or the Hawks? And that is actually a really, really hard choice as someone that does the NRL and the NBL show.
0: Is that three options or is he saying, hey, Matrix?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Matrix is definitely worse than the Dragons or the Hawks. Hammer's (laughs) played with me. He's... Yeah, you, you did get to see me hit three. Let's just, let's just go back three three threes and do the Carmelo to the uh, to the camera there at one stage. So that was um, yeah. You could get around that right. when we played Roma. When you say the
0: camera, this is not like a news crew. This is the, the webcam that's <laughs> the, constantly the rolling. League. The Glory League, yeah,
1: the Glory League. <laughs> give us, give us. <laughs> Bang. Yeah. Look, Melo was, was going off. I was going off. And I reckon the Dragons are worse than Illawarra with Justin Tatum, to answer your question. So I they did look better.
0: Yeah, look, they've definitely steadied the ship under Tatum. They've won one. They've been competitive. You know, like, he's only had the team for a week or two. Give him a chance. Uh saw on the bench though Joel Carlos now an assistant coach with the um uh with the Hawks the old uh, head coach of the Mackay Meteors in the QBL from some of our old, old days up there yeah there's a
1: there's a bit of a deep dive mm.
0: was it 47 degrees of uh,
1: separation <laughs> how good mm. um, so so Chris Smith went and scored 21 again you did pull in Phil's Gold last week but I'm going to yep. cop 42. I'm not going to bring him in. Yeah. But do like watching him play the way that he's been playing at the moment. He seems to have found his spot in this league again. He's got one of the prettiest jumpers in the league.
0: This is. It's mm, wet. It's wet. Mm. The, uh, the guy's got a good roll off the bench. Like 26 minutes off the bench. That's a, that's a very solid sixth man kind of role. Shannon and Scott came off the bench too in that one, but um, look, the guy's got a green light with the second unit. And I think that suits him. That maybe that's what they were lacking. He couldn't get a shot in the starting unit because Soby has leather poisoning from touching the ball too much. But in the second unit, Chris Smith, you got the green light, man. That's he's better off the bench. But once again, like the twenty-one points, Super Coach points. He had sixteen actual points. There's not a whole lot of other stats going on there.
1: He's a shooter. He's somebody that I really enjoy watching, but Tyrell Harrison scoring point. He looks good with the starting lineup. He's catching everybody's misses. Um, but oh, bangers and Zakarski were, I actually really think that bangers and DJ Mitchell worked pretty good together there in that second unit. I just don't think center's an option for us at,
0: at Brisbane. The minute spread, and we, we actually flagged this in the preseason that, it's going to be forty minutes split between three guys. None of those yep. guys are moving to the four. No one else is moving to the five. It's and it's going to be pretty much a you know a twenty, fourteen and six or or some kind of split like that. It's it's not enough to really have a starting center.
1: Isaac White was closing out the game um, over a Shannon Scott.
0: Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, look, I didn't watch it, but but White. He's aggressive. He's another guy you put in the same categories like a, a Ben Ayer um, or, or those kind of guys. We're just going to go out there. They're a bit of a microwave. If they're on, you'll ride it. If they're not, you are going to play a couple of minutes. But
1: look, when he's got the hot hand, you've got to ride the guy. Um, look. That probably wraps up our games. Should we answer some questions or do you want to go into your trades because that might answer some of the questions?
0: Uh, you, you call, man. Let's get some questions. Look,
1: eh? yeah,
0: can I get a question? For you? Can I get an
1: answer? The well, remix, I feel like that's that's a new one. Thanks, Braino. Yeah, uh, look. Look, there was some there was some comments about some really awkward talkers there from from Toilet there. And I thought Banana was all season long. And Bannon might be for me. I'm just not a hundred percent sure yet. Um but I suppose when you go and score sixteen and then sit out again, it actually doesn't affect your break even that much when you're only two hundred and fifty K. So he could be somebody I hold through, but a couple of injury concerns. And we saw what happened with Delhi with this, um, I suppose, with what's just happened. Hey,
0: how are you going to feel though? Let's say you hold Bannon. He's missed one game. And next week, game time decision misses. Are you going to cop two
1: singles in a row? I mean, look, let's just get into my trade chat. Like, I'm looking at getting Patty Miller and Jalen Adams in. I don't give a mm-hmm. fuck about him sitting on my bench getting me fuck all because I think by bringing me. Like, Patty Miller and Jalen Adams are both averaging that mid 30s. Um, I just think I can't not bring in Jalen Adams and Patty Miller.
0: I don't think you can afford to um, not bring in Patty Miller, but I don't think you deserve to
1: bring him in either after you skipped on him last week. <laughs> Look, let's. Let's get into some of the um to some of the questions or some of the chat about that. Um I don't have Miller. Matrix is a moron. Um I traded Valentine over Miller. I deserve to boost in three Adelaide players this tri- this week for you that. Know what? For not I don't hate John. that. That that's a solid punishment. <laughs> I think you have punishment. to do that. I finished better than people that were running with Miller. Thank you, you included. So, get off your high horse. You know, Valentine's eighteen you, was very valuable.
0: Your success is my success, man. So, I'm rooting for you. You should have had Miller. You, you would have
1: <laughs> like. You would have made me proud. And again, you say Luke said in the chat, "You need to have a man to know a man." Um, and for not having cute Pat, I deserve that. Those arms <laughs> <laughs> um, Look, Corey was captaining Miller in the chat. Um, there's been some really good questions out, so let's, so let's dug in. Um, is Roberts a lock now uh, now that he's dirt cheap? What do you think?:
0: Yeah, I, I think it's it's a no-brainer. Like if you have a spare trade and you can start to get rid of some of your dead wood, like a lot of guys still holding mango at, at Power Ford. He dropped. He's still about 150k. You're going to save an extra 30k in the bank and have an upgrade in Rob Robertson, who's going to play. And if he keeps putting together stat lines, anything close to what he did on the weekend, you're going to be happy. Like, like this is a guy who you can replace your old brooks, your uh, um, possibly your Wardenberg if you're not playing them at center, all, all those kind of guys. You know, Robertson's the new Wardenberg.
1: You know what, Roberts. Could be the new Willie Magne. because I said last week, like these, like I boosted because I didn't think it was going to come up. Somebody with this high negative break even. Um, yeah. Look, heading into all these double, uh, heading into a double in a couple weeks. Look, Josh Roberts could make as much money as Will Magne. He's tastier than Magne because he's got the schedule as well, and he's look.
0: It's no accident what happened on the weekend. Board tinkered with the lineup. Roberts came in, and they probably thought to themselves, why have we not been doing this all year? Like, I, I genuinely think Paddy Miller played as well as he did because of Roberts. Like Having that big who dives instead of pops, that's what he needs. Like, Paddy Miller gets in there, draws a crowd, and then just throws it somewhere near the rim, and, and Roberts is there. It's it, its going to be something they stick with. And, and I think if you can afford to bring him in as an upgrade or a downgrade, he's
1: He'll do you well. I wish I waited a week and I could have went Ulbridge to him, but anyway, alas, great news is yeah. I have Will Magne. Huh.
0: Here's the question: This is the position I'm in from Matthew Thomas. He made the mistake of not uh, taking McCall. Yeah, I, I had McCall all week, and the last minute I changed to to Magnay because I was going to have to sit McCall on my bench just because of I couldn't get a Ford out. That um, I'm going to bring McCall in. I think. You can hold him, but we've always talked about too many cans players. Probably going to be a Clintman. Now Bannon's injured. Maybe it might be a Bannon, but I've got to get some of those
1: guys out of Ford. Bannon's worth 60 k more than Clintman, too, if you're looking at just bank some cash.
0: Yeah, and I'll probably need the cash to get McCall in, so that's probably where I'll be looking.
1: But Bannon has a break-even of 25, but Clinton has a break-even of 40, but that's over two games, so you're going to count that as a break-even of 20.
0: Yeah, I would be more confident with Bannon getting that break-even if he played um, over Clinton. I, just, I think Clinton's maybe a 13 points, super-coach points a game guy now. It's too inconsistent.
1: Um, let's have a look. Um, thoughts of Bannon, Norton, and either Quall. Clintman or Berger to Hoag, Miller, and Roberts using a boost. That sounds fantastic to me. Yeah. If you could get rid of
0: any of that dead wood and get Hoag,
1: Miller, Roberts, that's that's looking like a pretty tasty squad. That's actually three big upgrades, I think. Yep. And guys over the next three weeks have probably the better schedules out of anyone. Um, Liam's got three boosts left. Uh, he's thinking Parker, Jackson, Cartwright, Bannon uh, to Roberts and Adam for the boost, either Berger for Bolden or Lamb for Hogue McCall. You've mentioned that you might consider holding these New Zealand players. Can you let Liam know why you're looking at holding these New Zealand players? Yeah, look, I don't hate his logic. I don't mind that
0: at all, except for the, you know what, I actually don't hate it at all. I mean, I'm holding New Zealand guys because on a single, these are guys you can play on a single and with only two teams on the double this week, I'm going to hedge my bets that they will score more than some of those cheaper guys coming in on the double. And because I've got other guys that I want to get rid of. But, you make those trades, you're bringing in guys you can hold for the next couple of weeks. Like, Lamb on a single, Hogue McCaller on a double. That's not a bad trade. As long as you've got your other bases
1: covered. No, I like it as well. Um, yeah, look, there's, there's some hard decisions that we're going to have to make here. Uh, regards to, because Parker Jackson Cartwright and Lamb have been so well, they're uh, good. Their break evens actually aren't that bad either. Um, yeah. Like, Parker Jackson Cartwright, a break-even of 18. Uh, Let's keep in mind that he's averaged 35 for the year. He's going to make that money. Um, And what's Lamb had a a five-round average of 62, a three-round average of 67, and a break-even of 27. Like, you would expect both these guys to make money. When we're dropping down to trade in guys on doubles that aren't going to make money? Should we just let these guys marinate and make a little bit of cash? I think Parker Jackson Cartwright will make more cash than Anthony Lamb, though.
0: Yeah. Look, I think they both make cash. The break-evens are very attainable. Uh, and I'll be looking to get rid of them after this week in my position to probably target some of the guys that you've got in that question. But after this week, you'll be cashing in for about 800 k for the both of them. And it gives you those options for your source. And those guys, if you're a bit cash-strapped, um, th- that's where I'm looking. Source is a big target um, for that double-double. That's where I'm making my cash. I, I don't want to, like, get get out of these guys too early and come up short.
1: Mate, uh, Global is a really good question, and I might grab this one. Um, if you had 250 k would you rather upgrade your spuds or keep Lamb and PJC? Uh, to keep the or like, do you want to keep the cash or go primo for primo? I think upgrading the spuds, especially on a week that Josh Roberts, like nobody owns Josh Roberts, you don't own Josh Roberts. Um, I think when you can add Josh Roberts, that's probably an upgrade that's not going to cost you anything, and then you can probably get one primo. Um, to mention the tasty tacos, uh, Mikasa Sukasa. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. Josh Roberts is the upgrade-downgrade version, isn't it? Like, you're downgrading cash-wise, but you're getting a better player who will make cash as well. So, yeah, I, I like the idea of going that. M- maybe split it. Like, like if you've got coverage, like, if you've got guys on your bench from Cairns or Sydney who are playable, like you probably can't get rid of PJC and Lamb in the same week. But, yeah, I like the idea
1: of Roberts. Yeah, and I'm actually going to – I didn't look too much into my trades before. Like, Wednesday's our trade show. Wednesday's when we preview and we look ahead. I have Parker Jackson, Cartwright, and Lamb. I think I'm going to have to get rid of one of them, and I think it's going to be Lamb just to cash in. Yeah.
0: But then Lamb – Lamb to we've got to get Patty side. Miller in. Yeah, Lamb to McCall sideways. It's not, not that bad. And, yeah, I don't think you should even be – Keep Paddy Miller's name out your mouth, man. You don't deserve that,
1: <laughs> mate. Speaking of people that are giving me a spray, we've got Vito, we've got Mick Delaney. At least he's mentioning that he really likes my uh, my uh, facial hair, so that's great. Is that what that is? Oh. Yeah, that's what they like to call it. I drew it on with Sharpie, I thought it was a shadow, <laughs> yeah, three day <laughs> shadow. Um. <laughs> um where's that round draw that brain man made um yeah righto. we will uh we'll slide it into the comments i think i struggled to save it as a jpeg to get her up in the chat so um i'll message braino our it guy and see if he can uh fix my internet while he's at it um we are getting big we've got an it department now we really have it yeah department. we do yeah, yeah, I feel like you've made it. Um, Callum B in the comments, is Bannon to Bolden the right choice for a forward trade? I'm going to shoot across to you because I struggle with this one. I, I'm i torn. When we unpacked it before,
0: I probably concerned myself a little bit. You know, I was starting to think Bolden's all right, but he's not going to score 28 every game. Like, I think he was like 10 of 11 from the field. He didn't really miss. He hit some big shots. But it was all points. This is what we talk about with like a bubbles or someone. If they don't score the points, what's left? He had five rebounds and nothing else. Um, and the 22 minutes, like he was scoring the rock. Are they extra minutes that he doesn't normally get? I don't know. I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board on that one.
1: Me too. I struggle with basically I felt this way about Anthony lamb and I didn't get him in one week and it really cost me. My gut told me to get Bolden in last week. And then I heard the news that Jordan Hunter was coming in and I bailed, even though my gut was telling me to get Jonah Bolden. I don't know, man. Like he's just changed in cash. He's just risen in cash. He is on a double. Look, I think that he will score well in one of these games coming up because he's in really good form. Um. yeah, coming into a double, I just don't think Bannon to Bolden's as big of an upgrade as we think. No. If Bannon has 28
0: on his best game and Bannon has 16 on his worst game, you've only got a spread of about 12 points. I know Bannon's probably not playing this next one, but you know, you're playing him at forward or you're playing him centre. If it's centre, that's you know, who are you comparing him to? You're comparing him to uh, Wardenberg. Yeah, he's probably an upgrade on that. But then the cash is probably a bit more. There really are no good center options this week. But do you afford a source? He's probably going to outscore him on a double.
1: I I don't think I can afford source this week unless I get rid of two New Zealand players. And the only way, and like I'm going to get in Jalen Adams probably over a source on yeah. a double yeah I don't think yeah, I, I don't can get in source this week as much as I'd love.
0: Yeah, I, this week wasn't a huge target for me. It's that double double because it's going to be a captain option. Um, but this is probably a week to make sure I've got the cash and the move to get him in.:
1: All right, we're, we're in and around the hour. It's a good time to wrap it up. Yeah. I'm just going to bring up a flying toilet has called him, Josh Roberts the biggest field gold so far this season. But wow. I do want yeah, I think that he I think he's gonna be a starter. I think that he's gonna be better than Bobby Clintman and Wardenberg put together. Yeah. But I'm um, he's not fool's uh, for me. Let's end on this because you and I are both in the same position as Matty Thomas here. How bad is it that after, no matter how good our trades are, no matter how good we feel about our trades, we're still going to have Wardenberg starting? Yeah, that's
0: a depressing thought to finish with.
1: On that note, you've listened to an Insight Fantasy Sport <clears throat> podcast. Cheerio.